When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. are listening to She Speaks Bravo. I'm Emily, and I have been using Bravo as an antidote to all of my problems for the last mm, 15 years. Needless to say, I'm an absolute mess. Tune in if you're interested in recaps, gossip, latest news, and overanalyzation of all our favorite Bravo shows. I also touch on other reality television and occasionally get into some scripted stuff. If you like what you hear, please rate me five stars. Leave a nice review. And also, if you really love it, subscribe. Oh, that would be amazing. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Oh, hey, guys. How's it going? I had um, I had Moni from the podcast Mixing with Moni. She was scheduled, but she had a car emergency. So... Um, Looks like it's just me recapping this abysmal, horrendous episode of Jersey. Like the editing this season is so strange. We like, I think I, I think I have time. (laughs) Who am I kidding? I'll make the time. I have time to go through this season because a it's short and B um, what else am I doing? I, I want to go through and look at the timing and the structure of the episodes because normally they love to give one of the kids parties like a whole bunch of time, but they like rushed through and gave us only a flashback of Antonia's Sweet 16. Yet we got a whole bunch of other weird filler scenes I am going to go through, I'm going to go through and, and dissect the structure and the editing and the pacing of this season, because it's bizarre because we just got this explosive episode before, but was it even really that explosive? Even the episode prior was a bunch of filler and then a big moment and then Yet again, we have a bunch of filler and then a big moment. And next week is the finale. So, I mean, I guess they're kind of proving that they maybe should have. And I said this at the beginning of the when they announced that the cast was going to just be the same old cast. I was like, this is just getting lazy at this point. But I think they know that they can't. They are limited in who they can bring in because Teresa is, she has a chokehold on, on this cast growing. Like they can't bring in anyone who will go against her. And we see that with Tracy and 
I get that if you love Teresa, which, you know, look, I get, I am, we'll get to her very problematic insults later, but, um, I get that you want to, you want to put respect on Teresa's name. She's given us a lot. I get it, but, um, she does not want anyone. She's, she's done enough for the show. She's bled out for the show. She's shown, she's gone to prison on the show. Um, Sue, she's like, eh, we're not, we're not having someone come on here and make me their storyline. No, 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 not happening. So who can they bring on? It has to be someone through, through Teresa. And I don't even think she's got anyone she'd want to bring on. And although bring someone on to go after Margaret, that would have been a good tactic. She could have totally like, why is Teresa not playing that game? Wow. I just realized that she could have totally. I'm sure she knows somebody who's got a vendetta against Margaret, but they just, I knew this season was pushing it with the cast. I knew that I know that the reunion last last year was so um, juicy, but they were relying on it too much. And they and I know that they thought, okay, perfect. Marge is going to come in so hot. She's going to give us so much. But uh, I knew it wasn't enough. I knew I I knew it. I love and I love being right. So here we are. All right. Um, before I get into the show, though, I want to talk about a little Bravo, little Bravo news. Faith is Faith Stowers from Vanderpump Rules is suing Bravo over an incident that occurred that never made it to air like Bravo and, and Lisa and everybody fought to keep it off air um, where Lala quote attacked her with a knife and it happened in season four and Stassi uh, was on a podcast and said that yeah like oh my god yeah she attacked her with a knife it was crazy and I know that by now, if you've been listening to me long enough, you, you're aware that I am not a big Lala fan, number one, that's basic. And number two, I am fully aware of the <laughs> blatant racism that occurs over at Bravo and how problematic that is. And that there needs to be accountability over at the network. And the only way to get accountability and, and, and the only, the only way to hit them where it hurts is in their pockets. So I am supportive of that happening that with that out of the way. Okay. I don't think faith is a very good person. That is not to say that I think the cast is a very good person for the record. Like no one in this, in this equation, I don't think anyone is because faith was taking care of a like 95 year old woman who was immobile. And now my, my grandmother 
is practically immobile. She isn't, she's nonverbal, practically nonverbal. She can get a word out here and there. But this woman was, as Faith described, bedridden completely and just laying in the bed with her mouth open. And Jax was texting Faith. Faith invited him over and had sex with him next to this woman and had the wherewithal to record what Jax was saying. Sure, was this a diabolical plan against evil people? Yeah. But that's still really gross. And she brought up this affair on camera at the top of season six because she was expecting to be a prominent season six character and was quickly ousted from the equation because they realized, oh shit, this girl has been like plotting against us. And the rest is history. So if this incident with Lala occurred in season four, she was still very prominent on in the group in season five. I've watched this show. If you've been listening for long enough, you know that I literally watch Vanderpump rules mm, at least once a month, like, in its entirety, starting at season four, and I watched through till season seven. Um, here's what I think happened with the Lala incident. I think that Faith and Lala were probably fighting, like verbally fighting, and people were around. They were like in surf, fighting, 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 filming and fighting. And, and Lala picked up a knife that was like on one of the tables, and there were a bunch of people around. And when she picked up the knife, whoever was around was like, whoa, 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 Lala, and like held her back. And she was like, oh, I will cut a bitch. But she was nowhere near Faith and knew that there were enough people there to hold her back. People do that a lot. People only like people only like the situation on Jersey Shore did that. And they were getting really annoyed with him. They're like, Mike only starts fights when he knows we're there to like hold him back, which is really annoying because then we're all dragged into it. And so, oops. Uh, and so I, I have a feeling that's what happened because if, if Lala truly did endanger Faith's life, I don't think Stasi would have ever even mentioned it at all, ever in public on the record. Because it would have been like, we can never talk about this. Like, I, I think it was something. I bet Lala's done that to multiple people. I have a feeling it has more to do. It's more similar and, and more equal to like what Candace did to Ashley on Potomac. When she just picked up whatever was near her and it happened to be a butter knife. and. And Ashley and Giselle like really milked it and were like, you attacked me with a knife. And so do I think Faith should sue? Yeah. But I'm really not like, you know, she deserves justice. I'm like, sue, because Bravo needs to learn a lesson. And the only way they will learn is if their pockets feel it. 
But I'm like, Faith, you're not so innocent. Like you, you did some dirty shit just for the sake of getting on the show and getting in the crew. But I've watched these, I've watched Faith's journey on the show so many times and she was incredibly thirsty. They all were for the record. She didn't get main cast airtime because she's black guaranteed. So should she, she's looking for any route to retaliate against them for that. And I say, take it, take it. And if this is the way to do it, fine. If this is the avenue in which you can get in there, take it girl. Um, and Lala should be held accountable for something because remember this season when she, when she like practically headbutted Billy and at the reunion that year, she had zero remorse. She said uh, that it wasn't aggressive uh, and it wasn't aggressive because blood was not drawn. She was so proud of herself. So yeah, I say go for it, but I'm also not like, oh, poor innocent Faith. She was such a victim. Faith was willing to do some really dirty stuff. I will really not forgive her for having sex with Jax next to the person she was taking care of. That was really fucking gross to me. Like, I know that they're all gross, but I'm like, but that let's all acknowledge that. Okay. That being said, get them because the, because Lisa Vanderpump is very problematic and has protected. She was more concerned this season with Billy. She was more concerned with protecting the whole Katie Stassi, Kristen crew, Lala, more than listen, listening to Billy. And I know Billy came in so hot and it was really, I initially was triggered by Billy also, but no one, Lisa was not concerned with hearing from Billy why she was so triggered and why it could be so difficult she was like, Billy, all I need you to say out of your mouth here at this reunion is that these girls are not transphobic. And Billy was like, okay, yeah, they're not transphobic. But, and Lisa was like, that's all I needed you to say. And Billy's like, or that maybe my experience is different and maybe you could learn from that too. No? Okay, sure. All right, never mind. <clears throat> Miss LGBTQ activist so yeah so get them the next thing on the docket is a little bit more complicated and um a little bit trickier and i want to give a shout out to the account and the and the man pet shop boy because nini is suing bravo and andy specifically because they allowed Kim, Kim Z, to say incredibly racist things. And when, and Nini's claiming that because she complained about it, because she complained about the, the racist comments and yeah, this, this work environment that was clearly a violation of all HR department's standards. Um, 
because she complained about it, she was then terminated. Um, and something about because she was so outspoken about the Black Lives Matter movement and her support of that or something. And I was looking through the pet shop through Pet Shop Boys stories and he he goes cut to them showing footage of her physically attacking a cameraman. And them saying, or it was that. That's why we couldn't give you a contract. I was like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I forgot. They're going to have a pretty easy time proving that there were other reasons that were pretty valid in not giving you another contract. This this lawsuit's tricky. Like, she's absolutely right. The the examples that she's presenting uh, of Kim being problematic or accurate. (laughs) Absolutely. They are very accurate. Um, But Nini, like it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a stretch to say that those comments all the way from those early seasons led to her firing all the way at the end. It's a bit of a jump, but again, Bravo and Andy, they deserve this. They deserve to get hit where it matters, and that is in their pockets. So I I don't hate it, and I didn't want Nene back on Atlanta anyway, so I'm okay with this. I'm all right. Duke it out. Do what you got to do. I think it's going to be more embarrassing for Nene. Then she thinks it is. I think they're going to have a lot more ammunition against her than she's remembering. They're going to have a lot of footage of her being incredibly problematic um, and violent. And I think there's a lot of stuff even off camera that they kept off away from the viewer's eyes to protect her that they're going to be like, um, yeah, Nini's forgetting some things. So I think it's unfortunate that that's going to turn out that way, but let's bring some awareness to it. Sure. And it kind of, you know, embarrass them a little bit, embarrass Andy too, Andy, especially because if you, my sister just turned me onto this new podcast. It's not new. Well, it's newish. It's called beyond the blinds. And I'm a little wary of it because blinds are blinds and they're only correct about half the time. And because they can be as salacious as they want to be because they're blinds, the whole podcast is based on blinds. And so I'm like, okay, half of these could be just wrong, but they did a a podcast episode about Andy. And I tell you, a lot of people talking about how racist Andy is, and it's pretty obvious it's pretty obvious that Andy looks at black women as angry and um, violent because anytime there's a fight on an all black cast, what happens? We do not condone violence here at Bravo. However, if you are on Vanderpump rules, not one time, not one mention. And in season one, there were like three fights. So. All right, enough of that. Let's get into Jersey. 
If any of you are in the market for new hair care, I cannot recommend Omorphe enough. They sent me a box of their starter kit about, I don't know, like two months ago, maybe three. And it was just to say like, hey, you know, they work with a lot of Bravo Lebs and that was it. It was just like, hey, we're reaching out, just expanding their their market. And I've been using their conditioner ever since. And I've been obsessed with it. I'm telling like strangers at the grocery store about it. I can actually use it all the way up to my root. I kind of use it as like a hair mask even. And it doesn't weigh my hair down. I have a lot of like fine hair. So it'll look like it's full and voluminous for about two hours after a blow dry, but then it just goes limp. But even with this conditioner all the way to the root, using it like a hair mask, it's still it's still full and fine. I don't know, this, the formula they found is amazing. So I've partnered with them. If you use code EMILY15, E-M-I-L-Y-1-5, you get 15% off and I go, well, something, okay? So I will link it in the episode description. I also have a link in my Instagram bio. Check them out on Instagram at Amorphe, O-M-O-R-F-I-E. Reach out with any questions you might have. I'm sure I'm going to talk about them a whole lot more on social media because I love the company. They're also sustainable and eco-friendly. But yeah, okay, back to Bravo. So it's the day after the fight and everyone is looking real rough. And Frank goes in to talk to Dolores. And this is interesting to me because Dolores, it's almost like she's, it's like she's very aware the cameras are there. And so I don't know if like her, if Frank and her discussed this like via text or something, because she's like, I, t- I told Marge to stay out of the whole thing with Louie. She was, you know, she was saying too much about the Louie stuff because then Frank proving that Dolores is really close with Marge is like what Marge is doing is not that bad. She's not bad mouthing Louie. That's just Margaret. She wants answers. Margaret is inquisitive. I was like, wow, that is a lot. That's very pro Marge. That really proves that that they have a friendship. Like if if Frank is defending Marge, and I, I swear it just feels like Dolores. But honestly, that I don't really blame Dolores. Then it, it what it proves to me more is that Teresa is just not a great friend to Dolores when cameras aren't rolling, and Dolores is trying to remain loyal to a friend that maybe doesn't even really deserve it. How about that? Huh? So now they, they've, they've convened in this big kitchen Island for like the breakfast breakdown and Jen is Teresa's soldier. So she's like, didn't you call Teresa a liar? And she's on this whole thing. She's like, March is the one who said I pushed her so far that she revealed Bill's affair. But here she is pushing Teresa so far. Hypocrisy much? And it's kind of true because let's think back to Mexico when 
Danielle was saying all that stuff about how if you spent time with your kids, maybe they'd be around you. And then Marge throws the wine in her face. It's like scene for scene, shot for shot, the same exact thing. The only difference is Marge just walked away and didn't say anything else. Teresa was like, <laughs> like a fucking crazy person saying, get her out of my face as she was across the room. But Marge never apologized to Danielle. Not one time, not at the, re- in the at the reunion. She like triple downed. Like slut shamed her to no end. So. So that's not wrong. And then, though, we get a flashback to the call with Teresa uh, calling Joe and Melissa. We'll get more of that call later, but it's Teresa saying, like, I just don't want to be around her. I don't want to. I'm done with her. I'm done with her, which we, we get it. So Jen's like, let's figure out how I can make this possibly work. So she's like, what if you just apologize for like asking too many questions? She doesn't like that. And this is where I get Marge too. Like I get both sides here. Marge is like, look, you all can play this game, but I'm not playing this game. Okay. And Jackie's like, yeah, how come she can ask any question that she wants, but we can't fair. And this is sort of why it's exhausting now with Jersey. They just keep taking turns, making a fair point that I'm like, you guys cannot continue to do this. Nobody's ever going to let up. I'm over it. It's so exhausting. But then so Joe tries to explain. Joe's like, okay, look, here's what's here's what's happening. Teresa is frustrated because she finally finds this guy who treats her well and all this stuff keeps coming out about him and it doesn't like match up to what she has in front of her. And Dolores, Dolores tries to like a lot of people had a problem with this analogy. I understood it because Dolores loves dogs more than people. She's like, you know, she's never had a kind word you know, Joe never treated her right, was so mean to her. And here comes this guy. He's like giving her all this love. She's like, I've seen shelter dogs. Like I take them out, you give them love. And they're just like, and people were like, wow, Dolores comparing Teresa to a dog. And I was like, yeah, but she literally loves dogs more than people. So I get it. And I actually think she's not wrong. And that is unfortunately someone else made the point that like what she just did was kind of prove that that Louie is a manipulator too, <laughs> accidentally. Like, I don't think she meant to. It's like, oh shit, she did. <laughs> she just proved that she was an easy mark for Louie. Again, we don't know for what, we don't know what his plan is, but Dolores said a lot in that comment. I don't, I really don't think she was trying to insult Teresa though with it. Um, but then Marge is, here's the thing though. Okay, so When Marge threw the glass of wine at Danielle, when Marge poured the water on Danielle's head, she felt completely justified, right? She felt completely justified. How come she can't go, look, 
when I did those things to Danielle, I felt completely justified. So maybe Teresa feels completely justified doing that to me because I'm hitting the same nerve. But she won't. She won't feel that way. Like maybe she can go, hmm, when she threw the glass on me or when I threw the glass on her, she said something that really set me off. So maybe I can go, hmm, maybe, hmm. But no, heaven forbid. And then Joe, Joe B goes, question to go to Joe Gorga. What happens if your sister gets out of line? What are you going to do? And you could tell Joe Gorga did not expect that because he just like stares straight. He's like, I'm going to grab her. And I'm going to, and, and Melissa's like, and we're going to walk her, walk her out of the room. This is such a tricky spot for them to be in. I, it's hard to have sympathy for them because of the way they came on the show was really sketchy. And it was like, you guys are pretending like you came on so innocent, but you didn't, you came on just to drag your sister. Um, but uh, years have gone by now and they are doing their best to stay loyal in spite of Teresa being difficult to back up. As soon as I say like, it's really tough because as soon as I say one point, then another point can be made. It's like, there, it's almost, it's so exhausting to. <sighs> Anywho. So continuing with the Dolores loyalty, she's like, okay, I'm going to take Teresa shopping. Um, I mean, what else was she going to do? Like, she's not going to go record the song and what have Teresa just do like nothing. Um, and she says, I think let's, you know, we need to talk. Let's have a little talk. Teresa's like for about what, I mean, you could, that's practically what she said. She's like, for, for what purpose? Like, what are we talking about? Um, the boys go on their boat ride and this was a weird conversation. Okay. So first of all, Louis looks turned on. Louis like, Louis like, I've never seen her like that, but you could tell he's like, Ooh, we got it on last night. I tell you, it's like, she's very protective. I, Kind of, I know like I was so mad at the violence, but I was, I kind of like understood why he was like, it's pretty hot. He's like, they've never gotten into a fight. And I, to be honest, I can sort of understand how that's possible. I can see Teresa not being someone who would make waves in her relationship. Like she seems like that type of a person. Um, so Joe B and Frank try to explain that Marge isn't attacking Louie. She's just asking questions related to allegations that are coming out. Um, and, Louis looks suspicious because obviously Louis thinks that Marge is the one who's seeking out these stories and putting them out there. 
But then Joe B gives him this advice. He goes, uh, when it comes to the woman's stuff, don't get involved in anything that they do. Okay, but he's the focus of Marge's questions. So how is that possible? What? All right, then Teresa and Dolores go shopping. Um, meanwhile, yes. Meanwhile, they're recording the song. I'm not even going to, I can't even, I can't like it. it we, we got too much of that. Honestly, what we could have got was a flashback of that. We could have gotten to, we could, well, you know what we could have done? We could have gotten all the way to the dinner at the end. And when they were like, Hey guys, we have a song to play for you. They could have shown a flashback of them recording it and being like, Oh, let's come up with ideas. And so we got a whole full scene. And I watched it ready to take notes, being like, maybe there's something I missed. Maybe they reference important things. No, it's just them coming up with stupid lyrics. I what? Okay, so I'm I'm not going to waste any more airtime on that nonsense. Not like the Teresa Dolores shopping scene was any better. I was so frustrated. Dolores, it really seemed because when you think about it, Dolores is the one who could make some headway here. So she tries to relate and tells Teresa, like, look, you know, I, you know, I understand the anger. They grew up in pattern. They grew up together. They fought together. Teresa has seen Dolores fight a bitch. Remember when she pulled Dolores off Danielle and she's, she was the one, she was like, I've seen Dolores get like this. She, you can't like, she will actually punch a bitch out. So she's the one who you think could get through to Teresa. And she's like, you know, you weren't there, but at Jackie's party, she was questioning me and I saw red and I was up in her face, but I walked away because we have to do that. We can't let ourselves get to that point. And so there's Teresa blank stare looking at her. And she's like, yeah, but if you come for my family or somebody love, I can't help it. Learning nothing. Which is why it's boring to watch this like on with housewives, because we watch them for so many years. If you can't grow. What are we watching? What's the point? Going in circles is boring. Season after season after season after season. It's boring. And everyone has to walk on eggshells because we're nervous that something's going to happen. Like, I'm bored. So Teresa is like, she owes me an apology for questioning my boyfriend. She should be ashamed of herself. And I get this is like her limited thinking, like, I mean, to be fair, though, Marge has not gone to Teresa in private. Clearly, she's clearly not gone to Teresa privately and been like, I'm legit concerned because this is concerning. So it to Teresa, it just feels like she's bringing this shit up on camera to have a storyline. So, yeah, she knows how this works. So fine. Fair. I'll give her this. All right. So they're all getting back to the house and the best shot in the world is Bill coming in with his shirt 
backwards and his hair a mess. And I mean, it's truly one of the best shots ever. There's been so many screen grabs online. He, and then at dinner time, like he's just passed out on a chair. He really is vital to the husband crew. We, he's been missed, you know, like his, his absence and having him back. I'm like, okay, yeah, that is, he has a role and he it's, he's, he's, he's vital. Question. Why is Jen wearing her Louboutin sneakers with her cowgirl look? I don't, I just feel like this girl who loves shopping, like does Chanel not make cowboy boots? Maybe they don't. I don't know anything about fashion. I mean, so the girls then are, they're powwowing. This is the, it, the, the beautiful backyard dinner. Um, it's, it's all just kind of random and this whole trip is just like, what the fuck is this? Um, but okay, fine. Enter Teresa though, after the girls have been like, she, you know, Dolores, like she's not apologizing. So Teresa comes in, Melissa's doing a pretty, I, I would be having like anxiety to the max if I was Melissa having to play mediator in this scenario because Teresa's so volatile but she does a really good job of going over there and being like Teresa hey oh my god look at you sexy like my stomach hurts just thinking about having to keep her happy and Teresa whispers because she looks over to Marge and sees her white dress which mind you she was wearing a white dress the night before and she whispers I should have threw a drink on that outfit today and so Melissa and Melissa's like, oh, I thought you were going to be like saying, I'm sorry. And she's like, no. Okay. Wonderful. So great. Here we go. Buckle up. Um, then the hot cowboy arrives for line dancing. And, you know, I really thought I was going to hate this, but I have to say the commitment everyone put in was pretty impressive. Like Frank, Um, it clearly went on too long. They were editing it together. So like in the beginning, they were giving it their best shot. But by the end, people like Tiki was like, okay, like, can we like, we're not gonna, but then Frank was like practicing once they stopped. Frank was like, like by himself, like one, two, you know, two was cute. Then the most awkward, (laughs) they play the song for them, but you see, this is what, what they could have done. Okay. So what they could have done while they played this song, they could have had a split screen going or like kept flashing back to them coming up with the lyrics and like made it a little less uncomfortable. But instead we just get a shot of like the reactions to it. And it's horrible. It's horrible. Teresa is like, gee, I wonder why I didn't want to go to this. It's awful. Uh, okay, dinner time. And oh my God, this barbecue looked so good. It made me want a barbecue. It made me want to, I started looking on DoorDash for barbecue places. All right, so now they're at the dinner and Teresa apologizes to the group. And she says, I love Louie. So when someone hurts him, they're hurting me. I'm sorry for my actions, but I was provoked. That's it. Enjoy your dinner. Bon appetit. And they're like, wow, Teresa, they're clapping. That was great. That was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful, Teresa. 
And Marge goes, that's not an apology. And Melissa's like, well, you know, it's a start. And Marge goes, no, it's not. Not at all. It was so cinematic. No, it's not. Not at all. Not at all. Marge then says, if it's an apology, you own your own behavior. But here's the thing, okay? She has no desire to see where Teresa is coming from at all either. So, but would Teresa even be capable of having a meaningful conversation? Like, would Teresa even be able to say, look, what's happening for me is all of these things are coming out about someone who finally is treating me the way I've always wanted to be treated. And you bringing this shit up on camera and seemingly making it a storyline is too much. She can't articulate like that. She would just yell and scream and probably say something horribly mean. Cut to. Marge saying, well, yeah, I wore everyone's dinner last night. And Teresa saying, I didn't eat dinner. I know Margaret always eats. She makes sure she always eats. When I first watched this, my jaw was agape and I teared up. I'm not going to lie. I teared up. I had just finished a binge. So I was very fresh very fresh in my feels. And I, it just it hurt my stomach so much. Um, Jackie sitting right there too. It's like a literal example of what these comments can do to a person. Um, Dolores sitting right there and letting it happen and not going tree ugly too far. It's as Ono Chels says it perfectly. She says, if you can't say it nice, at least say it funny. And this isn't even funny. Like the Atlanta women throw shade left and right. And there's a just a funny like they do it with a finesse, a flair, a style. This is just. Ugly. And I know that Marge has said a bunch of mean stuff and I try my best to be as object, to be as, um, to get the full scope of things. But on this one, it just triggered me. And, and for this particular moment, I'm going to stay purely in my feels and say that I am done with Teresa. Give her a spinoff. Let her be on TV because she's given us enough and there's a huge following for her. People who do love her, love her so much. They're loyal to her. Let her have a spinoff so that she can just surround herself with the people that she loves and have her guard down more and show, because I loved her on uh, ultimate girls trip, loved her seeing her in the kitchen and cooking. And it was great. So let's give her that. And then it will force the rest of the cast to bring their own shit to the table because right now they are just skating by. And, and the, the accusation that they use Teresa as a storyline, that's fair. So let's give Teresa her own show that would really solve a lot of problems. And 
the rest of the cast can deliver their own stuff. And if they can't and the ratings go down, we know what happens next. So moving on from that, Jackie says, I don't love the way you treat my friend. And Teresa, now let's now forgetting all that, the dialogue here is really funny. Teresa says, I don't think your friend is a good person. She needs to apologize to me. Margaret, you didn't apologize to me. An apology doesn't come with a but. Teresa, I didn't say but. Melissa, tell her I didn't say but. Melissa says she didn't like the word provoked. Teresa, that's your friend. You talk to your friend. Melissa, that's not fun. I want us all to get along. It's your friend. Flashback to the call with Joe, where she says, Teresa, you need to set that bitch straight. Otherwise, you and me are not going to have a relationship. So that flashback adds so much more weight to this moment. I had to rewind and watch that that clip so many times because at first I just thought it was kind of funny back and forth. Like she's like, Melissa, talk to your friend, Melissa, you know, you, but then I realized like she had just told them if you literally don't tell her to shut the fuck up, we're done. And so Teresa then back at the table goes, I did not say, but and now she's like harping on this one little minuscule detail and Margaret then changes it and says you made excuses Teresa Melissa tell her to shut the fuck up and then she whispers Melissa I swear to God in that like threatening tone so Margaret just goes inside then Dolores then Teresa and Louie leave and then next week is the season finale and it looks like Louie's going to finally have enough of the women questioning him. And uh, I can't, I don't know. I... Okay. So here's what I'm going to tell you guys, listeners, I'm going to recap the finale, but then let me look at my calendar. Okay. So next week is the finale. The following week will be reunion part one. TBD on if I will have the mental health capacity to recap it. I don't know if I have the energy. It's like, what's the fucking point? We've already heard from Marge that there's no resolution. She told, uh, I think she did us weekly's uh, Bravo podcast. And she's like, it's just a bunch of yelling, even fights you don't expect between certain people. And I think that's going to be Jen and Dolores um, or possibly Dolores and Teresa, which would, which would make sense. And as much as I'm going to watch it and I'll make Instagram content, um, I don't know if I have the energy to type up notes and recap it. It's just, it's, it's exhausting. These women, she's Marge says there's no resolution and it's Andy is more agitated than ever before. 
I don't know if I can handle that. I really don't. Because then the following week, May 11th, is the Beverly Hills premiere. And I'm going to have Pia and I are going to recap, weekly recap of Beverly Hills together, which I'm really excited about. Um, And so we'll be recapping those every Friday and I'll do my best to get the episodes up every Friday. Um, And I think I'm going to drop out of doing the reunions. They're just exhausting. Teresa's triggering the fuck out of me, you guys. Like the body shaming stuff. It's just such a sore subject for me. And with Jackie present for it. Oh my God, wait, watch what happens live with Jackie and Melissa. I know I give Melissa so much grief, but I got to tell you, she was a blast on Watch What Happens Live. I could not believe how much I enjoyed her. She came off really genuine. She had a good sense of humor about herself. She, you know, I I, I really enjoyed her. I, I'm going to give it up for Melissa. And Jackie looked great. She, I don't think we've ever seen her with that much weight on her. She looks beautiful. Because she's had so much filler and stuff done. And so when you don't have any weight on you, it just looks weird. Kind of like what Taylor Armstrong was doing when she was on Beverly Hills. And so when she went to the reunion one year, when she'd finally put a little weight on, it was like, oh my God, so much better. And uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor, uh, Jackie looked great. So if you have not caught that, watch what happens live because you're like, they're not my favorites. I recommend you watch. It was fun. And Melissa gave some some nice insight into the reunion. It was kind of relaxing. She wasn't really skewed either way. She was just honest and it made all of her responses made sense. So yeah, TBD, I may end up because I don't want to give you, I like to give you guys as much content as possible because I love you guys. I appreciate your support so much. Um, Let me just take a minute to say thank you guys. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening to the pod, uh, for anyone who's written a review. Thank you. Anyone who's rated. Thank you. I can't tell you how much I love that you, that you like this podcast, that you like being a part of it with me. Um, I feel like we're friends. So I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, could you do a little rate and review, maybe even subscribe all of the above? If not, hey, I get it. No pressure. I'm also on Buy Me A Coffee. Buy Me A Coffee is a great way for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. And it's just very easy. Buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And of course, if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Not going to lie. I just post the exact same stuff on both platforms. So no need to follow both. But um, love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.